0: Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. God says in the Old Testament that he is married to the backslider. You turn your back and walk away, but God said, I'm still committed to you. I still love you. I still want you. You're still mine. And it's his spirit That draws us, it's his his spirit that draws us by the love of God, draws us in closer, closer, closer to a love walk and relationship with him. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. When you get Psalm 139, say, Amen. I'm going to be reading this to you. Out of the New Living Translation, I love the way it reads this particular text of scripture. And I'm probably going to read the entire psalm. Uh, it's very good. I love the way this just a beautiful psalm and it's going to really set us up for the word of the Lord today. But let's first let's pray. Father, we thank you in Jesus name for this day and for the awesomeness of your spirit. We appreciate you so much. We ask you, Lord, just to lead and guide us today into all truth and show us things to come. Feed us, Lord. Heal us and deliver us. And Lord, we pray that you would give us that anointing that makes preaching and preaching the word and receiving your word easy. Let every soul receive understanding today and be richly encouraged. In Jesus' name, let every heart say amen. Amen. Psalm 139 and verse number 1 goes like this this is this is again out of the new living translation O oh Lord you have examined my heart and know everything about me you know when i sit down or stand up you know my faults even when i am far away you see me when i travel and when i rest at home you know everything i do you know what i'm going to say even before i say it Lord you go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessings on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too great for me to understand. Now, if you don't have New Living Translation, you can just just listen. I want you really just, want you really just to, to listen. Okay? Verse 7. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the furthest ocean, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. And you, rather, and verse 13, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well do I know it? You watched me as I was uh, being formed in utter seclusion. As I was woven together in the dark of the womb. And you saw me before I was born. Now I want you to really hear this verse 16 here. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed isn't that something Amen. before you even born god already planned your entire life Amen. from verse 1 he knows you Amen. and he has already planned out your entire life he even wrote it down in his book who would be your parents where you'll be born what year you'll be born all of it he knew all about you before you were born, Amen. tell your neighbor, he knows, you. he knows all about you. It says, "How precious are your truths about me, O God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. They outnumber the grains of sand. and when I wake up, you are still with me. Oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. Oh, Lord, should I hate those who hate you? Should I despise those who despise you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred. For your enemies are my enemies. Now listen to verse 23. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Test me. And know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And lead me along the path of everlasting life. The one thing I really wanted to bring out of this entire psalm is is the depths that God really knows you. He really knows you. He thought all about you before you even conceived by your parents. He knows you. And he knows what he got himself into when he chose you. Let's go to John 15. John 15. And as you get in John 15, I see in the spirit a man who goes to a a junkyard. And he's going to find himself a nice car to work on. He likes fixing cars, fixing things up, turning them from trash into treasure. And he sees this nice, uh, rusted 1957 Chevy. And he sees that. And he takes that car home, and he begins to work on it. He works on that car day and night. and, and The car begins to get some sort of personality and he takes the car out on the road and he brings the car back and he discovers that the car has an oil leak. Well he knows what he's going to do with it, but the car begins to get upset. I have an oil leak, you can't want me anymore, I'm leaking oil. Uh, But the car enthusiast, the man says, I know what I got into when I chose you. He takes it back out on the road, and the car uh, is squeaking. The rear axles, there's something wrong with the axle there. He brings the car back and puts it on the, uh, upon the rack, and the car screams out, you, you can't want me. I'm squeaking. I'm this. I'm that. I'm having, I'm having so many problems. You can't want me. But the man says, I know who you are, and I know what's wrong with you, and I plan to fix you. Are you hearing? Amen. The Lord knew what He was getting himself into when He chose you Amen. as a matter of fact, you'll see here in john fifteen let's look at John fifteen I want you to I want you to see this. look at verse number uh, eighteen. It says, "If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you The Lord Jesus speaking here, verse nineteen. If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But ye, rather, but because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world. Listen, you didn't choose God, God chose you. You didn't choose him, he chose you. He knew what he was getting to, he knew what he would be getting himself into when he picked you. He knows, know, knew that sometimes you'd be spitting and a sputtering and cursing and a leaking oil and all this other stuff. He knew it. He knew what weaknesses, what, uh, what things you'd be prone to uh, be weak in. He knew, he knew sometimes that the men would be looking and the women would be worrying. He knew exactly what he would get himself into by choosing you. But you did not choose God. God chose you. Understand that. Look at, verse, look at verse number 16. Let's look at that. It says, Ye have not chosen me. Do you see that in your Bible? But I have chosen you and ordain you that you should go and bring forth fruit that your fruit should remain. That whosoever ye, that whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will, rather he may give it you. Again, we have not chosen him, but he chose us. I'm not sure of you've ever, uh, when you were in school, and some of you are still in school today, when they were, going, when it was time for recess, if they even still have recess, I think they still have Recess. And at recess time, you know, they would, we would go outside our meals when I, when I was a young man, we'd go outside there and we'd be time to play kickball. I used to love kickball. How about you, Pee Wee? You like kickball? I used to love playing me some kickball. How about you, Mark? I used to love playing me some kickball. Pick me, pick me. You know, and for some reason, there, there were always two, two guys who, you know, appeared, you know, leaders in the group and they would always be the ones who were picking, picking. You stand along the wall, waiting for somebody to pick you. Pick me. Pick me. Waiting to be chosen. Chosen or called away from the other group. If they picked you first, hey, you know, you got to be pretty good. They picked me first. But you don't want to be the last one standing on the wall. That's not that good. That's not that good of a feeling when you're the last one. Okay, well, I'll I'll take him. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So it's not a good feeling being the last one chosen. But the Lord chose us all. He knew what he's beginning himself into when he called you. He knew whether you would be a weak kicker or a strong kicker. He knew when you'd be a a fast runner to the base or a slow runner. He knew when he'd have to call in a pinch kicker for you because you couldn't kick. He knew all about you before he called you. He knew everything about you before he called you. Remember, after all, he did form you in the womb. He formed you and he knows you. So as we've been talking about iniquity and and coming out of that, coming out of that, we have to take this slight detour to understand that God loves you. And his love for you did not begin when you gave your life to him. His love for you began in his fault when you were just a fault in the mind of God. His love for you. Was formed well before you were formed in the well in your in the, your mother's belly. Let me show you another scripture. You can either make a note of it. I'm going to go kind of quickly now. You can make a note of it, or you can turn to it if you can. John three sixteen. Some of you know this scripture very well. When did God's love begin for you? John three sixteen. It says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son." That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have one everlasting life. Look at the wording here. For God so loved the saved folk. For God so loved the holy folk. For God so loved the pure folk. It said for God so loved who? The world. world. Think about what's in the world and who's in the world. Think about the worldly crowd. Those that, I mean, those that are out there doing this and that and the other and don't really even know God or don't want to know God. Those who think that they're having fun hurting others and all that other stuff. The world. Those that are in the muck and mire of the world. God said, I chose you out of the world. He loved us while we were still in the world. Look at it. He says, for God so loved the world that he gave yes. when we were there doing it or whatever. He already decided that he's going to he was going to pay a price for us. Yes. Well, before we said, Jesus, be my Lord. Yes, yes, yes. Well, before you committed to him or decided, uh, yeah, I think I'll go to church. Yes. I think I'll try this Jesus thing well before you that even thought even came to your mind he loved you and he committed himself to you by giving his son to die for you see his love and commitment towards you and for you now we can look at this also in first john fourth chapter first john four first john four, 1 john 4. Verse number 9 through 11 You can make a note of it or, or turn to it if you desire It says in verse number 9 In this was manifested the love of God toward us Because that God sent his only begotten son into the world That we might live through him Herein is love Not that we loved God But that he loved us And sent his son to be the propitiation or pleasing sacrifice for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to love one another. You need to see God's before commitment to you. Because different times when even when you let's say you are born again and we have crossed over to the other side, we have received Jesus as Lord and Savior. And we think, okay, well, God loves me as long as I do right. But when I do wrong, he no longer loves me. Well, we understand that's how people think. As long as I do something for them, they will want me around. But the moment I lose my usefulness, well, then they're going to let me go. As long as I can please people then they'll love me. We think that that is love. But here again, we bring that thinking into the church and we think as long as I do right, as long as I don't sin, as long as I come to church, as long as I don't curse anybody out this week, as long as as I don't drink, smoke, snort, shoot, root, poot, toot, whatever, as long as I don't do all those things, then God must love me. And see, when we don't do those things, then we get a sense we can get a sense of self-righteousness. God must love me now because I've been really good this week. But see, that's incorrect. Hear me. His love for you did not start when you start doing good. Hear that. How many of us can have a have a testimony that before you came to know the Lord Jesus, you prayed and God got you out of stuff? Yes, yes, and I've known many men that say, God, please don't let her be pregnant. Please don't let her be pregnant. Please, oh God, please, oh, please let it be something that the doctor can cure. Please let it be something that the doctor can cure. Please, oh God, please. I've heard so many people pray over the years, Lord, if you just get me out of this this time, if you just get me out of this, it just, and you weren't saved. You weren't talking about going to church. You weren't committed to Jesus. But yet and still, you cried out to him for some type of salvation. And he heard you and he answered you. Right? He showed you his love when you weren't even committed to him. Isn't that right? He showed you his love when you weren't even committed to him. But now that we are committed to him, Jesus. how dare we think that when we mess up, Thank you, Lord. he's going to step back from you. Thank you Jesus. His love didn't start yes. with you at the altar. Yes. He loved you before you were even born. Yes. Yes. He chose you. He picked you out of that line yes. Thank you, Lord. before you were even born. Thank you, Lord. Are you hearing that's his love and commitment toward you. God showed or demonstrated his love for you by giving his son to die a horrible death for you. Now that's love. Now how many of us would give something to somebody, pay a, price, a precious price for something, Let's say go to a car lot And you sign the note for the car You're in debt for the car Let's say a brand new Escalade With some chrome rims With some spinners And maybe some lights under the car The booming sound system And a pair of fresh earplugs And so you get the car and you go across the street to the jewelry store and you sign your name there and you buy them some bling and you put the bling on their neck and it's a big piece of bling and now you're in debt I can't get nobody to talk to me and you give them this brand new Escalade and you give them the bling and all that and they're not even thinking about you. Amen, amen, amen. They don't even say thank you. Yes. They don't even look at you. Yes. Yes. And you know that. You know how they feel about you yes. before you even bought it. Amen. 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 You know that their love wouldn't be reciprocated. You wouldn't get the love back. How many of you would buy it for them anyway? Put yourself in debt. Getting that to somebody who you knew wouldn't return it think of it being honest brother no or would give yourself to die a horrible death not just get a headache to die horribly for someone that you knew wasn't even thinking about you he loved you with a passionate love before you were born And that love still remains even when you're in sin. His love does not change. He saw you before and he sees you now. And he still is madly in love with you. Think about it. God's love is stronger than human love, isn't it right? There's a song that says, you know, when a man loves a woman. I'm not going to sing it because I don't want you ladies to sin in here. So I'm going to keep you out of sin. I'll keep it in. But when you're in love, some of you have been in love before. And you know that when you're in love with someone, that human love, you're willing to go just about every, anywhere do just about anything. When I first met my wife, I saw her. It was love. It was truly love at first sight. I saw her walking to the courthouse as I was working there. No, I wasn't incarcerated or in job or in work detail. I was working there as a paralegal just writing up contracts and things and doing legal research and and she walked into the room on a class assignment and and I could have sworn I heard oh oh oh, oh." and really the room I tell you got brighter when I saw her this is it and I went over to her and I made a fool of myself I did I really did I really did and uh, she walked out of that place thinking, who is this crazy man? My parents told me about those people from Atlanta, and they were just, that man was crazy. I, knowing that I had made a fool of myself, and, and when she left, the moment she walked out the door, I began to pray, Lord, please let her come back. Please let her come back. Please, please, please. And that whole weekend, that was on a Friday, and and I fasted. I fasted Friday. I fasted Saturday. I fasted Sunday. Lord, please let her come back because I was struck. But it was only human love. She had not demonstrated any great thing or great feat. She had not lavished me with love or pearls or diamonds or done great works around me. I was struck, and thank God, prayer and fasting works. Thank you, Jesus. Monday she came in the place, and oh boy, I had my Mister Rogers sweater on. I was working my Mister Rogers sweater. It was cold in the courthouse, you know. Praise the Lord, and I, I was just a complete. Can I help you today? the first day I tried to throw my Mac on and it, it just backfired it's just, she just wouldn't have in the Mac so I just came as me Amen. praise the Lord Amen. and that was in April I believe and, and in that December we got married I'm telling you, isn't that something Amen. Woo. Amen. but I think about human love and what I would have done just to see her again, just at a sight, a glance. But think about God's love, which outnumbers our puny love. Our love is like yet just a small grain of sand on the seashore. How many of you have been to a beach before or have seen a beach? Pick up one of the grains of sand that's ours in comparison to his love that that's all on the beach and that isn't even the the truest comparison at all he loves you with a red-hot passionate love his love for you cannot be measured And here we are on this side of the cross and thinking, okay, I gave my life to the Lord, but I messed up. Does he still love me? What's wrong with you? Yes, he does. His love for you has not changed. And his love for you is not based on when you do good or when you do bad. He does not love you anymore when you do good things. Because if he did, then that would mean that his love for you was not perfect. That would means that that would mean that he's waiting on you to do something good so they can love you more. But his love for you is fully matured. It is fully perfect. And nothing can separate you from his love. Think about that for a moment. Let's begin to close. Let's go to Romans 8. Romans 8. Uh, I'll allow you a minute to get it Romans 8. Well while you're getting that, let me read John, 1 John 4, in verse 19. You can make a note of that too if you like. 1 John 4, verse 19 says, We love him because, because, I know some of you are not reading it, so. It says, we love him because. We love him because he does miracles for us. no. We love him because he takes care of me. No, we love him because he provides for us. No, we love him because he first loved us. He loved you first. And his love drew you in. He loved you first. He loves you and he loved you first and nothing can separate you from that love. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing can separate me from his love. Not even sin can separate me from his love. God says in the Old Testament that he is married to the backslider. You turn your back and walk away, but God said, I'm still committed to you. I still love you. I still want you. You're still mine. And it's his spirit that draws us. It's his, it's his spirit that draws us by the love of God, draws us in closer, closer, closer to a love walk in relationship with him. This life, hear me, this life is not about, this Christian walk is not about staying out of sin, trying not to sin. We do err when we think that our life is only about sin, either doing it or staying out of it. No, this life is all about returning the love that he has shown toward us. This life is all about being in an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus and saying yes to him. His love will strengthen you. His love will help you. His love will help propel us to higher heights and deeper depths. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We are done in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you, Lord, for the hope. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. Thank you, Lord. And although many may not believe in him, he does believe in you. he does believe in you and father i pray today in jesus name that you would reach out to this congregation with your hand of love and that you would embrace your people as you have desired to do from the foundation of the world you have longed for a relationship with them you have not come to bring us religion You've come to bring us a relationship. Well those of you that are here tonight and those of you that are listening by Wave CD, if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of your life, we're going to say this short prayer together. And I pray that if you pray this prayer sincerely, the Lord will hear you, and He will answer you. So if everybody here would you, would you stand with us at this time? And we're going to invite our Savior in our hearts. Because he loves us. And he is not here to condemn us. He's not here to embarrass us. He loves you. He loves you. And he does not want distance to be between you. So, would you repeat with me? Would you pray with me? And just say, Father, I come to you admitting that I have done wrong. I have sinned. And I have fallen short of your glory. But I've heard that you're a loving God. And that you will forgive me. So now I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. And I confess Jesus as my master, my Lord, and as my Savior. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Live in me. I accept you. And I thank you for accepting me. Now fill me with your precious spirit. I thank you, Father, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org.